0: Back on the program is the awesome Monica Perez, host of Deep Dives with Monica Perez. Find her on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Uh, the website is Monica'sDeepDives.com. And the link tree is linktr.e slash Monica Perez Show. She's on Rockfin on the podcast ecosystem. What's happening, Monica?
1: Oh, my goodness. I, I don't even know where to begin. Everything keeps encroaching on us. I've been looking into what's going on in Washington. All the all the sound and fury that's on the headlines, I always think, are just a mask for the real policies that are going down while we're not looking. So all the sa- same old, same old, I guess.
0: The real policies. Uh, that's right. You know, hey, look, a squirrel. That, that's what they do uh, <laughs> to us. And by the way, uh, I didn't want to mention very cool that you had on Parallel Mike. Uh, I've had him on my podcast on TNT. He was recently on TNT. I've been on his program. And so yeah, cool guy. Yeah.
1: He's so smart. Like you can he can keep up. <laughs> he's really smart. I really like that.
0: I, I'm jealous so, that yeah. he's living on the on farm in, in Poland. Uh, well, I'm jealous that he's living on a farm. He's, he's uh, bugged out but I'm not jealous that it's out there in Poland, you know, at the heart of <laughs> world war three, but, um, yeah, let's get into some of the stuff you've been digging into. Uh, I think a lot of it, you, you, you mentioned restrict act, the censorship. I mean, they are going wild on criminalizing thinking and, and, and speech and bringing into reality, you know, Orwell's 1984, it's absolutely insane. So w- what are some of the things you've been, uh, digging into?
1: Yeah, so I noticed a long time ago, it started especially with the uh, like the sand thing. I'm sorry. I hope I'm allowed to say those words. People said, oh, this is going to happen where like Obama is going to make a bunch of executive orders and we all expected them to ban guns, but they didn't. They were just really things that created um, more of the surveillance state and people were expecting gun bans. So they let it slide that. It was a, um, that it was a surveillance expansion. And I, so anytime I read these acts and I see like what the headlines are, it's all about the first amendment and everything. Yeah, maybe, but there were like five things buried in this bill called the restrict act, like most obviously, but things buried in this bill that any one of them on a standalone basis is just a horrible, horrible precedent to set. And it starts with, you know, I can break down different pieces of it for you, but it, it um, it's very vague. It's very broad, it could attack uh, the first amendment, but it also has the commerce secretary looking at, I mean, basically every digital product um, I think, in the legal expression would be like a priori or whatever it's, Without any complaints or anything, she's literally going to go through everything and decide whether they're a threat to national security. And she alone is going to recommend to Biden if some um, measures should be taken against one or another of these companies and biden will be solely empowered to tell them what they have to do to mitigate and the recourse is extremely limited uh there's very little you can do but all of those like each one of those things i just uh called off has a whole section in this bill that is scary
0: yeah i mean i haven't dug into it but i did notice uh I mean, it's basically like the Patriot Act 2.0, and it's really frightening because I think it's along the same lines. They're all trying to do the same thing in slightly different ways. Like You look at the EU, where they're attempting to um, make rules now where we can't hide, we can't have email anymore, basically. They want to be able to read the, the EU. Brussels wants to be able to read all of our emails. They want to be able to read uh, on all messenger services. I mean, you name it, WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram, everything um, cannot be encrypted. They wanna have access to it, but we can't have access to theirs. I mean, under those rules, wouldn't that mean we can read Ur- Ursula's WhatsApp messages with Albert Borla the head of Pfizer, which they deleted? No, we can't, but uh, anyways, I, I feel like it's, yeah, what you're talking about here, I've, I've read about stuff, you know, if you use VPN to access some of these digital products that they don't want us to, you get fined. Like it's worse than, China, no.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you had on a bunch of the different things that um, that I've noticed. But one, like an example, is that you were saying they want to be able to read your email. I, I feel like. One of the hidden problems with this, and I want to talk about all the things that you just mentioned, but one of the hidden problems with this is because you don't have to have a complaint, they have a very broad definition of what a foreign entity is, they define like the enemy foreign entities, but they say that's just a, a minimum like that. And then it's more than that. What the actions are that they're worried about is just like a short list, but then it's open ended after that. And what they she can then do, because they really have access to absolutely everything is then they get all that information now i think they they can get it anyway and i think they do but the what's most similar to me in this uh, with the patriot act is that it it or like the freedom act that followed the patriot act is that it codifies their right to do it it's not illegal it doesn't have to be secret it changes the rules and you really have absolutely no privacy and if you resist uh that, in itself, is a crime. So if you and that's where the VPN thing comes in. It's like if you it says like very broadly, anyone who does anything that interferes with the prosecution of this act is a criminal is subject to both criminal and civil penalties. So up to twenty years in jail or a million dollars, and that's where it could be if you use the vPN to to access TikTok. And then you would all of a sudden not even necessarily know. I mean, a lot of people have VPNs. They're actually getting more popular. People will put that up there just to, you know, watch a movie, you know, that maybe wasn't allowed in that country. We did that when we went to Japan. Uh, but it, that could be a crime of, of uh, you know, a million dollar proportion going to jail. It's unclear because it's absolutely vague, but it's definitely a risk.
0: And for me, it's, it's abominable. I mean, it's insane. As you said, it's. They can do a lot of this stuff, but it's going to codify it and then create these totalitarian penalties. And it was something that I was previously digging into because, you know, in April 2022, when they rolled out the disinformation governance board, they banned Mint Press Consortium and me uh, from my personal account because of geopolitics and empire from PayPal. And then later, Mike Benz, who's fantastic. Uh, he's, I think, the head of that Freedom Foundation. I forget what it's called. He's really good, and they revealed that basically the DHS created CISA, and I, I know Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger talked have talked about this in their testimonies, and it's it's what you're saying. So they, so what I understood what was ha- what happened to me was and others DHS or CISA whatever they classified what we were doing as disinformation, and then there there that's the, pro- the where that was the process of codifying it, and so we're carrying out this information which is then they classified it as uh, where we are non-kinetic threats that's insane like to think <laughs> that my own government now is classifying me as a non-kinetic threat and in, in the actual <laughs> document it said that we are attacking the cyber infrastructure of the u.s government and therefore that's why they you know shut off your paypal patreon I still have my bank accounts thankfully but you know I'm, I'm down here in mexico and you know that's why i'm down here in mexico because uh as soon as they you know codify this stuff i'm gonna head down to the jungles of, of chapas and, and live like in a teepee or something you know yeah. <laughs> if i have to you,
1: you got to go off the grid and they can still get you there but but what you're talking about is actually explicitly in this bill it's or i should say it's easily read it's not so vague that they talk about domestic terror oh, they talk about interfering with a federal election that is specifically in this bill as being um something that they're working against that they are trying to protect against with this bill we had the the
0: guy who's facing jail right for that meme about hillary clinton
1: they well i there um was uh, even broader than that was the department of justice was starting to crack down on anyone even like going through the normal processes to Validate an election. I mean, you're allowed to question an election like audits are written into the laws. And in Arizona, that was when that's why I know January 6 was a complete, um, you know, if anything, it was a false flag. And I think it was really nothing happened. I think it was created, but it stopped the process whereby Arizona was, if you listen, Arizona had been, was talking for hours about how they really, you know, are not totally comfortable, you know, maybe need an investigation or whatever. Wanted to address some of the legitimate concerns there about the election, November 2020. And yet the Department of Justice categorizes that. I don't know if they do it explicitly. Expressly or implicitly, but they say that that is domestic terrorism. So now we've got to the point where any and and this act is full of these kind of moral hazards, where any question of the honesty of government, like you have to go on faith with the government, you can't have any checks and balances, because if you start questioning the government that is now classified as domestic terrorism. But in this act, it says anyone who wants to use foreign adversary, whatever to engage, to criticize the election is like a direct target of this act. And the, ex, the foreign adversary is such a broad term. I mean, it can be somebody who is associated with a government that in some contexts but not others are um, adversarial to us. It can be a, you know, just an ownership, maybe even a minority ownership interest or um, something like that. So you could really have a remote interest of a foreign adversary and be the the target of criminal and civil um, prosecution in this act and that your recourse. So it really takes away all of our protections in this act in a couple of ways. One is the recourse is you can only get recourse. And this is like asset forfeiture, um, fines, jail time. I think it it may be all uh, the same. You have to go to the D.C. Circuit uh, Court of Appeals and ask uh, and object on constitutional grounds. So I don't know if You realize like most of the lawsuits are like, yeah, you're violating my rights. Here's the law. So when they took me down from WordPress, they tricked me because they said this is the statute that governs your right to post that picture. This is the case that we fought based on that statute. And we won. And we can win for you. So the statutes make very clear the, you know, your protections, limits, whatever, to actually have to argue on constitutional grounds for a regulatory thing or like, you know, something that's been legislated. I think it's basically impossible. So you have no recourse whatsoever, in my opinion, or like very little recourse. And at the same time, they specifically cite time after time in this short bill the protections the legislative protections restraints on government that this is exempted from including the freedom of information act
0: i mean that's crazy and that reminds me of uh, a clip i saw today uh serbian australian senator alex antich who's doing fantastic work and this was bone chilling he did a foia i think and he says, why did the Department of Home Affairs make 4,213 requests to social media companies to censor COVID-related materials? Apparently, they had an, on top of that 8,000 requests related to like violent terrorism. And you had these apparatchiks, like these guys who these, he was interrogating these Australian political functionaries, apparatchiks, total like, yes, man. They couldn't even look him in the eye. They, and they were beating around the bush. And it was so disgusting. And they were talking about counterterrorism. Um, and basically between the lines they're like basically if you don't believe the government if you question right. covid you're an extremist terrorist this is right. absolutely insane like i the the hair was standing on the back of my neck like so if i don't believe you government i'm i'm the terrorist it's it's absolutely yes. crazy. And by the way, and by the way, uh, just about that guy who made that meme about Hillary Clinton, and he—I don't know if he's gonna—he's already gotten ten years in jail or something for making a meme. Joe Biden, we also read today that DeSantis's Twitter space broke, and Joe Biden tweeted, uh, "This link works," uh, I think, as a comment or something. Isn't that election <laughs> interference, Joe Biden against DeSantis? But <laughs> oh, Joe better yes. get ten years in jail.
1: Definitely. And and speaking of that vax censorship. The The idea that TikTok and what's bad about TikTok, in my opinion, is the cultural impact of it and, and just like what it does to kids minds. But they're acting like TikTok is some kind of, you know, not cooperating with the elite you know, cabal here, yet I just watched a movie, Anecdotals, and I interviewed the producer, Josh Stileman, and it was just stories of people who were injured by the vaccine in the trials, outside of the trials. They were testifying before Congress, blah, blah, blah. And they were saying that they're, they would do little videos of themselves having neurological reactions to the vax and put it on TikTok, and TikTok would suppress it. So TikTok was censoring the very same things, that Twitter censoring that our. So obviously there's a, a t- tick tock is not some out of control, subversive entity in this country that is working against our national security because it's completely cooperating with these plots <laughs> against us by our own treasonous government. So it's you know, it's a, a complete right. And, and this thing doesn't ban TikTok anyway. What it really does, in my opinion, is it opens the door to um, this this like a bipolar world. I don't know if you remember, I think it was called like the Comic-Con, the Council is the I don't know, for mutual economic cooperation. It was a Soviet era block and. Because of like uh, in the context of the Taiwan semiconductors, there were some Europeans and Americans saying like we need to establish this mutual economic block that excludes Russia and China, making like a bipolar world. And I feel like this restrict act is meant to just shut down competition and maybe even choke off Chinese, um, you know, tech advancement.
0: Yeah, I I think I'd agree in splinternet, Um, I was supposed to have an expert on, they say yes, and then they disappear for months. I got to get her back on. But uh, this talk about separate internets that we're going to have. And it it always goes back to folks like uh, Orwell in 1984, where he described two or three regional global blocks that are each different flavors of authoritarian. And it's kind of like what you're talking about. So you're going to have this Western authoritarian closed Internet closed political economic system. You're going to have the the eastern version of the same. No.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. And I've been noticing this because I uh, I I I feel like when they started um, when there started to be press about airline travel about dated systems when they were shutting down like airports and stuff and the FAA was like oh yeah this is out of control the U.S. I you know maybe it maybe it's bloated I don't know but the only deaths on US run commercial planes in the past whatever 15 years to me have been like a couple of things that are pretty sketchy I'm not going to get into it now but like we're basically it's perfect and they're acting like it needs to be overhauled. I'm like, they're they are fixing something that ain't broke. And they want us to lose faith in air travel for the first time ever. So I feel like we're moving a new, into a new phase where they've finished with the multiculturalism, like cross-border stuff, and they want to start shutting people down. And they are doing that, like having Zoom workers and stuff. It's, it's starting to restrict people. They don't have to move around physically anymore. 15-minute cities I know we talked about. It's all going together Yeah, I think making these these regions where they can better control, you know, what, you know, like, because that's a a propaganda based, you know, silos, Oceania and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think you're you're getting close to the heart of the matter. It seems like it would be just from a logistical uh, standpoint, easier to control, you know, regionally because they can't do it, I guess, globally. There are too many. You know, you've got the Chinese language, the Cyrillic Russian language and the English right right. when it comes to these like digital aspects of control. So they kind of got to got to silo it off. And I'm just curious, you mentioned like air travel. I saw James Lindsay was tweeting about this. uh, uh, You know, they're pushing now metaverse for travel. Um, The ticket prices are just getting uh, much more expensive cars. Uh, they want to charge by the tax per mile uh, f- as much as you drive. So, th- do you think uh, in this future they want to make it so only the wealthy will be able to, for example, fly on airplanes?
1: Yes. And I got a little hint of that. If you were following the Brazilian election, I heard this come out of several corners from the left. People were uh, like who didn't like Bolsonaro or whatever. They were saying, That what happened with the with Lula whatever before, that and I don't know if this is true or not, but the meme like the idea of it really stuck with me that these that what was happening was poorer people were able to take vacations and they were starting to crowd the beaches and the richer people could not tolerate it. And wanted to shut it down. And I and I felt like that was just a, a little microcosm of how uh you know, another guy, I think his name was Poe. I think his name was like Richard Poe or something, mm-hmm. wrote, was it was talking about how like when you hear Klaus Schwab talk or you hear Prince Philip talk, uh it's it's as if they they hearken back to an age of feudalism where you know you had like such a severe difference between classes that you that your little yeah your isolated section of the world was totally insulated from the riff riffraff and and that's very much changed and it seems to me like it may change back and especially as they inflation is a huge driver of the wealth gap um and this idea that you own nothing and you're happy like that's that all plays into the the moneyed class and the and you know the haves and the has not have nots and it'll be a physical separation i think that is true
0: yeah, they're gonna inflate away the middle class, and that's how we're gonna get into the neo techno feudalism. Uh, yeah, I had Richard Poe on my podcast a couple of years oh, back. Got a lot. No of, way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's got a lot amazing. Of play. I've
1: never heard anyone talk about him.
0: Yeah, he's great. Uh, and I had invited him on TNT. He uh, kind of blew me off, but <laughs> he said, uh, "I'll see if I can get him back on." But yeah, he's he's been on Mel K. I think recently, and with the bin laden's cousin what's her name that lives in switzerland um nor oh. bin laden yeah he he, he works t- 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 totally with her i don't know if it's a bin laden sister or cousin or whatever but uh we're gonna have to jump to our break monica follow monica at monica's deep com. link tree slash monica perez show on twitter at monica perez show uh, i thought i just mentioned two articles i came across today that kind of have to do with what we're talking about uh windows 11. I got a just a new machine with Windows 11. I'm gonna install Linux or at least dual boot with dual boots with Linux. But now it's coming out that Microsoft has a new AI feature, Windows Copilot, built into uh, uh, Windows 11, and that basically it's gonna allow Microsoft to gather people's personal information from their computers, and the AI in Windows 11 could access what users type, save, delete, uh, and that's absolutely, and I think this plays into, uh, it's one piece of this bigger picture of what we've been discussing. And then Elon Musk came out and basically said that Musk's vision for the future of AI could place us humans under strict controls for our own good. And this goes, he's basically saying exactly what these control freaks are saying. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, I read a white paper from Nick Bostrom, one of these futurist existential risk folks. And, and Bostrom was saying, we need an algocracy rule by algorithm and we need a world government. He explicitly said we need a world government that's run by AI and algorithms, algocracy, that was going to be a global surveillance state that's going to monitor us uh, basically like a global social credit system. And I think like what you're talking about is building out one aspect of that in North America while the EU is building it out in Europe. Uh, you know, China and Russia are doing it there as well. And so I thought I'd just uh, add those two stories. And then uh, mm -hmm.
1: that's perfect, because I just wanted to tell you um, one thing about that. First, I'll just say, you know, back in the day when I still thought that or I didn't think anything about Elon Musk. There was no big deal, but he was known thought to be a libertarian. He really didn't have this persona. The one thing he said, and my husband remember distinctly my husband saying this to me and just a light bulb went off. He said, oh, Elon Musk, yeah, he's a big libertarian, whatever. But he was just saying that the one thing that scares him, the one thing you need to control from the government level is AI. And I was like, anytime a guy is there to tell you the one thing that, oh, yeah, I'm a libertarian, but... Like, that's his that's going to be his thing. And it did turn out to be that. But I would one thing I wanted to make sure I told you about this restrict act that I thought was like, um, you know, a hidden risk is that uh, a lot of the people who are speaking out about it. So I don't I I don't really think this is going to pass like maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it just it's it's like not it's too much. Like, I think it was almost put out there in order to usher in something else, you know, a, light, a friendlier version or whatever. And or even just to float the balloon and see if it passed or muster. But the people who are speaking out against it, such as AOC, she said, like, what we really need is and I've read this elsewhere, really need is a pri- is an, is something to protect data privacy. Like, if that's what you're worried about with TikTok, protect data privacy. And I remember Zuckerberg said, Um, And maybe Edward Snowden, too, said that you need to own your own data. You should own your own data. Don't let companies own your data. And I've seen just from every single angle, a lot of things that just make me think Facebook and Google want you to own your data. And, you know, my guess is like if I just had to take a wild guess as to why. What they really want is all the data. And there are so many little companies that their biggest asset, a big um, backbone of their business, no matter what they're offering, is the data. They have the data. They are going to protect the data. Like in any free market, like if you have a private asset, they're going to protect it. They're not going to say they're not going to use it but they're not just going to sell it to facebook it's you can't sell it like your business would fall apart if they if you didn't have that asset whereas kind of like a 401k once you make it mine this you know ignorant little guy who will sell it for pennies on the dollar then all of a sudden facebook has a chance or google has a chance of getting it away from you you'll just it, maybe it'll just be the kind of thing like where you sign like oh we use cookies okay i mean how many people sit there and like think every single time they go to like target.com Oh, should I let them use their cookies like you just accept, accept, accept? I wish they didn't put this up there and you're going to do that with your data. And at the same time, it will have alienated it from the little business that was was actually taking up some of the market in one business or another from the big guys. I mean, that's just a guess of mine, but that is one thing that could come from this bill not passing.
0: Yeah, we're going uh, deep here, Monica, and I think uh, as well. I mean, that's interesting. The data privacy. I think you're on to something. It's almost like they'd want us to host, like we're paying for our own slavery. uh, Almost to the point where I, uh, there's people talking about like home servers that we we would all move towards. Everyone having like a home server and putting our data. A lot of electricity. Yeah.
1: And, I was going to get so... one. It's a lot of electricity. Like, it's not as simple as you think. But we are in this world, the dumb money. Like, that's what 401ks did. It used to be the 44% of the um, market for of the stock market was like pension funds, but Vanguard and stuff. It was the pension fund. So you as the little guy was part of, four, of the controlling 44% of the market. You were the smart money. Your pension was in the smart money. They made a bunch of laws that freed the money up for you and made it harder for pensions, pension funds to um, function because they made them so responsible for like high asset values that even the government doesn't have to for their own uh, pensions. So what happened was it alienated it from Vanguard and you alienated from yourself. Like as soon as the market crashes, you just like fucking run away. And sorry. And, uh, and, and you lose the money. So I just feel like there's an analogy there with the, with the, with the data, like there's just something to keep your eyes open for. And if I can tell you one more thing, there's also like a big moral hazard in, uh, in this act. If you have one minute, two minutes.
0: Yeah, we, we got, we're four minutes, four minutes to midnight. So go ahead.
1: OK, but, you know, I you really you break one minute and I went over last time, so I'm a little paranoid. So uh, there's a couple of things. So they it's it's highly concentrated power with very little transparency, recourse or accountability here. And the power in the Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, in this case right now, who's a Rhodes Scholar. I don't know if I need to tell you more about her. Um, that to me is like the biggest red flag ever. Uh, so she so she has this power to determine or recommend, like, what is a foreign adversary? What it what um, who's up to no good? She can put people on the list of foreign adversary, take it off. Um, she conducts the investigation into all of these things from A.I. to land networks to desktop apps, like everything, everything. You should really read it. Um, the the bill It's just unbelievable. It's a page and a half. Of specifics, uh, quantum key distribution, payment applications, web-based applications, content delivery services, Internet hosting services. This is what she's required to investigate a priori without any complaints, 180 days out. So she goes through everything and one, and she gets to put them on a list or take it off. Can you and Biden gets to decide what the punishment is single handedly? with very little, very little pushback. And can you imagine, and this is Biden's MO, can you, uh, in his past like corruption, can you imagine the power of one person being able to put your name on that list or take it off? If you go to her and say, I mean, not saying she, she could be bribed, but what if you go to her, and give her some incentive to put your biggest competitor on that list and keep you off it for a year, for a month? The the moral hazard here without any checks and balances is, to me, it, it could just simply any one of these things could be the sole reason for this bill. It's it's really got so many hazards in there.
0: I mean, just the general direction of of where we're going with this stuff, it's just it's it's a slow burn. It's not going as fast as some have hyped it, but it's slow and steady and pushing us into this global uh, dystopia. You mentioned foreign adversary. I've got these NATO NAFO boys. On my behind uh, in my Telegram, my geopolitics empire Telegram that's got twelve thousand plus subscribers. Feel free to join. And uh, on my Twitter, I I recently interviewed Kevork Almassian of Syriana Analysis, who's out in uh, Germany, and I got the NATO NAFO boys commenting uh, on on the thread, and it's so annoying. Uh, It's it's really uh, annoying. We've got this BBC trolled. Yeah. I mean, information warfare, seriously. And the BBC journalists now, Mariana, whatever, they're bringing out this verify program I forgot to mention. Uh, um, there was this uh, clip in the MSN it was NBC. Uh Now they're promoting this idea of disinformation. They said red flag phrases. Let that sink in. Uh, the media won't report this. Make this go viral. Do your own research. There are no coincidences. Those are red flag phases, uh, phrases for misinformation. Anyways, uh, 50, 45 seconds left. Monica, always great to have you on. You should should come on more often. How do we best follow you, support you and all of that?
1: At Monica Perez Show on Twitter, or you can listen to me on Deep Dives with Monica Perez. And I think Deep Dives is a flag because every time I tweet anything with Deep Dives in it on Twitter, it gets a warning.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not getting better. (laughs) I just, you know, Buck Johnson, who was, uh, has been a guest. He, he just got his YouTube uh, with Naomi Wolf deleted. Uh, another lady who focuses on RFK Jr. and a just had her YouTube channel deleted. Twitter uh, just deleted someone's account who made fun of Elon. So, yeah, it's not getting any better. All right. Thank you, Monica.